Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, we have added question box to hear our community's thoughts on our episodes, polls to ask questions on what they think, and so much more. We highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Bienvenidos a Sobrenetos Macabro Podcast. Yo soy Dee. Y yo soy Ali. Y hoy Ali les contará una historia que sucedió en el estado de Minas Gerais, Brasil. El fútbol es un deporte jugado y querido por muchos. Familias se reúnen los fines de semana para jugar o ver un partido. Billones de personas miran la Copa Mundial. Aficionados idolatran a los futbolistas y todos tienen su equipo favorito. Pero, ¿qué sucede cuando un futbolista muy conocido está involucrado en un crimen tan horrendo que muchos aún cuestionan lo que pasó y cómo todo fue manejado? Este es el feminicidio de Lisa Silva Zamudio. Advertencia. La información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tenga en cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning. The information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape, and violence. Listen with caution. has different versions and a lot of back and forth on who reported what and how did things actually happen. But lo que sí pasó es que un niño se quedó sin su madre y Elisa sufrió mucho antes de morir. I hope I don't confuse you all, but I do encourage you to look into this case as there is so much information that I probably will and will did not cover. Empecemos con Bruno Fernández de Sousa. Bruno tenía una carrera por delante. En el año que sucedió el asesinato, Bruno era el capitán y portero en el equipo flamenco de Brasil. 
era muy conocido ya que era un buen portero. Hasta habían equipos interesados en él como el AC Milan y Barcelona. Bruno estaba casado y tenía dos hijas. Todo parecía irle bien a Bruno. Iba muy bien en su carrera y se miraba contento con su familia. Pero en 2010, el club flamengo sorprendió a todos cuando suspendieron el contrato de Bruno. There were allegations that Bruno was the mastermind behind his mistress murder, Elisa Silva Zamudio. Oh, wow. Okay. Elisa nació en febrero 22 en 1985 en Fosdi, Brasil. Los papás de Elisa no tenían una buena relación ya que el padre de Lisa era violento contra la mamá. Por esto, la señora decide irse de la casa, pero desafortunadamente, tras amenazas, el papá consigue que Lisa se quede con él. So, mom leaves. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, she stays with her dad. Cuando Elisa cumplió 10 años, se fue a vivir con su mamá y con el nuevo esposo de su mamá y su medio hermano. En diferentes medios se dice que después de un año, Elisa decidió regresar a vivir con su padre porque aunque le gustaba estar con su mamá y se llevaba bien con su padrastro y medio hermano, no le gustaba donde vivía. Pero en no, otros location medios... Wise? Yeah, location wise. Yeah. Okay. Y en otros medios reportaron que el papá de Elisa actually llegó a la vivienda y amenazó a la familia si Elisa no se iba con él. Okay, so he kind of forced her to leave her home. But, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he forced her to leave um, her mom's home and por miedo because of how violent he was with, his, with her mom ella se, se va con su papá. So two different versions but in the end she ends up going back home with dad. Okay. Fue aquí cuando su papá, remember, she was young, she was at this time probably 11, she was 11. So fue aquí cuando su papá la empezó a forzar a tener relaciones sexuales con los amigos de él en cambio oh, de dinero. No. I know. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, 11 years old. Cuando la mamá de Lisa se da cuenta, ella trató de llevarse a Lisa. Pero el muy descarado le dijo a la señora. So he's all like, he told the mom, you can try to take her, but you'll probably end up taking her in small pieces. Like, that's horrible. That's, that's, yeah, that's inhumane. That's, yeah. yeah. Sick mind. Al cumplir sus 18 años, Elisa decide irse de la casa de su papá, ya que no quería seguir viviendo ese tipo de vida. Y she actually wanted to be a model. Y se quería casar con un futbolista. She was a fan, a big fan of soccer. And fantasized about marrying a soccer player. Entonces decide moverse a Sao Paulo. Ya que le, she didn't know anyone from there. But she wanted, you know, she wanted to become a model. She wanted to make a life of her own. Pero ya que le faltaba dinero y no encontraba mucho trabajo, empezó a hacer películas de porno. Oh, wow. También se ha dicho que she did have some modeling gigs and she actually went to events where soccer players would attend. So kind of being like one of those like um, 
like kind of like those hype girls at the club or something or like just like there's, yeah i know yeah yeah, yeah like they like were pictures. hired for the event yeah they were like um she would go i guess she found a way to make connections and her friends and then they would go and she would meet like soccer players there i saw during my research i saw that she took a picture with um cristiano ronaldo so she knew she was in a yeah, lot of she was in famous good in, soccer players yeah she yeah. was involved in the circle of like modeling for 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 certain events and she yeah. got connections to like big name soccer players okay got it hay varias versiones de cuando y donde Lisa y Bruno se conocieron pero lo que es cierto es que en una fiesta sexual de otro jugador so apparently there was this thing among these players where they had sex parties that's Ella, interesting yeah ella conoce a Bruno in one of these parties and they have sex Bruno his condom rips but he doesn't pay attention to it oh wow okay remember Bruno is married so having an affair especially because he was under the eye of like everyone yeah. was not okay for his image of course yeah so he maintained this relationship a secret él le prometía a Lisa que dejaría a su esposa and People you know, the typical stuff, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm gonna marry you, we're gonna mm-hmm. like, just wait a while, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she had this thing that she was, you know, she loved soccer, she wanted, she had this dream of marrying a soccer yeah. player, so. Yeah. So that was, having, like, her win. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, having Bruno tell her that she was, like. She was over well, the yeah. She was like, you know what, oh, yeah. I'm here. Like, this is, this is my dreams coming into fruition, yeah. Ella queda embarazada. And surprise, surprise, Bruno was not happy. Of course. He uh, wasn't it having ruins it. his fun. Ruins his fun, right. Él no quería una relación con Elisa. Entonces, Bruno le pide que aborte. Pero Elisa no quería. Elisa se va a los medios y da una entrevista donde se identifica como el amante de Bruno y que va a tener un hijo de él. Ooh, yeah, that's... That's gonna... Yeah. Ooh, that's so already sounds where this is yeah. going to. Yeah. Bruno llegó al punto donde le ofreció dinero para que abortara. But she didn't want that. He wanted a family. Al rechazar a Bruno, uh, Elisa puso una una demanda contra Bruno y dos amigos de él por secuestrarla y amenazarla con una pistola para que abortara. Oh crap. Okay, so he Oh wow. Okay, so he she was like Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, continue. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, after after she told him I don't want your money. No, yeah, I'm not going to I'm going to have, you know, our child. She says that they, Bruno and two of her friend, two of his friends, kidnapped her. That's and, crazy. Yeah. I took her like and, and wanted like forced her wanted to force her to get an abortion. Yeah. <laughs> they actually, basado en lo que Elisa reportó, ella dijo que la obligaron a tomarse un medicamento para que abortara al niño. 
oh, wow. la, de, ya, la dejan ir, pero la droga no le hace efecto. Ella denunció a Bruno, like I mentioned before, y de acuerdo a, a la ESMA BR, le sacaron muestras de sangre y orina lisa. Pero just to see if, you know, the medication was in her, in her system, to confirm what she was saying. Yeah. Pero que las muestras, basado a este reporte, que las muestras no se analizaron en ese momento, sino hasta que ella desapareció. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know why. At that moment, the only thing that came out of this was a restraining order. Yeah. Of course, you know. Elisa tuvo a su hijo y lo llamó Brunino en febrero del año 2010. Y Bruno seguía negando que era el padre del niño, pero Elisa decía que ella tenía pruebas. Oh, crap. Okay. This happened 12 years ago. Elisa desaparece el 4 de junio del 2010. Antes de su desaparición, ella había metido papeleo a la corte con child support. En una of course versión, he didn't like it. I... Oh, yeah. 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 En una versión se dice que Lisa le informó a sus amigas que, que Bruno se había contactado con ella y que le había dicho que él iba a ayudar, that he was going to help her and the little boy, and that he was going to accept that it was his son. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's she like got excited. Completely, yeah, I mean, it's completely different from, like, what we've been hearing about him for, like, the whole story. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden she's saying that he wants to be in his life and wants to take care of him. And that's interesting. Yeah. So that happened on 4 de junio and they don't hear back from her. After that, no escuchan nada ni las amigas ni la familia. Entonces empiezan a preocupar. Y aquí es cuando la policía se involucra. At that point, Bruno was a prime suspect as he was the last one that Elisa said he was going, she was going to see. Pero como no habían pruebas contra Bruno, la policía no podía hacer nada. Yeah, they couldn't investigate him or anything, because, I mean, even though she had a restraining order and everything, I guess they don't find it valid, uh, the fact that, you know, she went missing and all of a sudden, he's the last person, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Pero esto cambió el 24 de junio del 2010. La policía recibió una llamada anónima y reportaron, esta persona dijo que a Elisa la habían matado. Ok. Yes, que la había, que el culpable era Bruno Fernández de Sousa. Oh, crap, ok. Yeah, y que su cuerpo estaba en una finca de Bruno en Esmeraldas, Minas Gerais. So, they were like, like all what? these details. Like, yeah. I know. Like, they get this anonymous call. We don't, I couldn't find who made this. Yeah. Who made this call. La policía logra obtener a search warrant to search one of Bruno's homes. En una de las camionetas de Bruno se encontraron zapatillas, lentes, un par de yeah, zapatillas, un par de lentes y sangre que fue confirmada ser de Lisa. Oh, crap. Oh, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So I remember when I said this case was confusing? Well. Yeah. Even matching the stories and time frames was like all over the place. <laughs> it, was a, it was a whole challenge on its own. Yeah, because like multiple articles, videos, interviews, they provided just different information, different names. So hopefully you guys don't get confused. De acuerdo, okay, what I'm about to share, this I got it from a YouTube channel, The Lesma VR. Un primo de Bruno, llamado Sergio, who was 17 years old, said that he and two other people had participated in the murder of Elisa. Holy crap. Yeah, so this was after the call. This was something separate. But that's not all he said. Sergio dijo que Bruno was the one who ordered y planeó el asesinato de Elisa. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, that's, yeah, that's verbal evidence of of somebody confessing to a murder. So, wow. Yeah. It's like everything just shifted, right? Yeah. Al parecer, en la versión de Sergio, um, él y Luis Enrique Romao, que era un amigo de Bruno, recogieron a Lisa en un hotel en Río de Janeiro para llevarla con Bruno porque Bruno quería hablar con ella para reconocer al niño y rentarles un apartamento. Yeah, so they both went to go pick her up. Ella les cree. Yeah. Ella les cree y se sube al carro con ellos. Sergio dijo que le habían dado una pistola para asustar a Lisa. Pero que cuando ella la mira, ella le arrebata la pistola a Sergio y al tratar de dispararles, se da cuenta que la pistola no tenía balas. Oh, wow, ok. Entonces Sergio se la arrebata y le pega en la cabeza. Sergio reportó que ellos siguieron las órdenes de Bruno, que era matar y deshacerse de Lisa. Ellos siguen manejando hasta que llegaron a una propiedad de Bruno en Belo Horizonte, donde los esperaba un ex policía llamado Marcos Aparecido Dos Santos. Él era conocido por matar gente y desaparecerlas por dinero. Oh, wow. And he was a cop? <laughs> he was an ex cop. Oh, shit. Okay, wow. There's like so many people involved in this. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's like different people it's just yeah these you know they in these stories in through all of this you know some they just either deny their participation or they just blame each other yeah of course you know yeah. at this point it's like the the story i'm assuming where it's going is it's gonna be like he said she said and then try to figure out puzzle pieces of of what actually happened mm-hmm. yeah According to Sergio, Elisa fue torturada y golpeada. Marcos, el, el ex fue, fue, él dice que esto pasó por, por días. This happened for days. Marcos, el ex policía, la ahorcó and killed her. Después de hacer esto, la desmembró. Yeah. Que después que la desmembrara, alimentó a los perros con partes del cuerpo de Lisa. No. 
Según Sergio, en lo que reportó, él miró que Marcos primero, sorry for the detail guys, but miró que primero tiró un brazo de Lisa para ver cómo respondían los perros y que al ver que los perros se lo empezaron a comer, mm. that's when he just, he threw more. Oh, God. Yeah, it's even hard to say it. Yeah, I know. Según, según Sergio, Marcos buried her bones under concrete, but nothing has been found. Oh, wow. I mean, because by, by this time it would just be bones, right? Like, if the dogs just, ate yeah. the flesh, yeah. Yeah, not just be bones. Yeah, because the dogs ate. Yeah, the dogs ate the flesh, so it would just be bones. And... En otras versiones, hay otro primo de Bruno, llamado Jorge, que al igual era menor de edad. Y él también dio detalles del crimen macabro. I did not get any information on his involvement in what he did, um, but these two names, Jorge y Sergio, just kept going back and forth. In some yeah. stories, like in some reports, they would put... Um, Jorge's name instead of Sergio. It was oh, okay. just yeah. yeah it but, was it was just kind of like a switching of the names, especially if there were cousins of of, of Bruno. I'm assuming uh -huh, that it yeah. was like it was easier for them to like switch on and off of who it was. That yeah, said so that's what that's what was confusing. Like, okay, so yeah. who reported what? What happened? But as I continue to research, it's apparently it is two different people. So I'll go a little. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit just to kind of come back to, to Jorge. So, Sergio fue puesto en libertad mientras esperaba un juicio. Cuando fue asesinado, el primo. Yeah. Holy shit. The okay. one that I just like reported, like that summarized what happened. He was yeah, killed. the one that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Él iba rumbo a su trabajo cuando. He noticed que una motocicleta lo iba persiguiendo. So, in some reports, dicen que era una persona, pero en otros dicen que eran dos personas que iban en la motocicleta. Either way, he was shot to death. Oh, wow. En, esto, en este medio, mencionaron que Jorge, going back to the other cousin, dijo que Luis Enrique, which, remember, he was Bruno's friend, Yeah, the Mando, one at the party? No, the one that, um, donde, donde Sergio dijo que él y, y Luis Enrique habían recogido a, a oh, Lisa. Okay, yes, yes, yeah, yes, that yes. friend, that one. So, entonces, Jorge, el primo, dijo que Luis Enrique mandó, él piensa que él mandó a matar a Sergio. As he was a key witness to the case. Oh, okay, wow. Like, okay. he spoke too much. So, yeah. have to get rid of him. That's what Jorge is reporting. That's I what mean, he it thinks. makes sense. Uh, it, it does. Based on this timeline. Yeah. Supposedly, in this interview, um, Jorge reported that he, Luis Enrique, and Marcos, the ex-cop, buried Elisa in una carretera cerca del aeropuerto para que nothing was found. So, in this report, Jorge State is saying we buried her remains on this place, 
but then Sergio was saying yeah. in the heard in the casa in the finca de, de Bruno. So yeah. it's two different burial spots. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, unfortunately, nothing has been has been found. There's no body, no nothing. Mm, no, again, no bodies, no evidence or anything. Nothing. The only evidence is the shoes the glasses and the blood in Bruno's, one of Bruno's cars. Yeah, it's it's the only evidence that, that goes back to to her. So, like, all these other stories are just, like, hearsay. Mm-hmm. El hijo de Lisa y, y el hijo de Lisa y Bruno fue encontrado y, porque recuerden, ella iba con su niño. Ah, él estaba en el cuidado de una de las amantes de Bruno. Llamada oh, Fernanda. Wow. Yeah. So Bruno had... Had many, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Fernanda actually confessed que la esposa de Bruno, Diana, fue la que le dio el niño y le pidieron que lo cuidara. Oh, wow. So I'm telling you, it's like different people involved in this Also, case. the fact that, like, the wife even has something to do with it is alarming because it's like, Okay, so you really wanted to get rid of her, plus you're involved now. Like, this is weird. I think most most of it has to do with the fact that she spoke out about it. And, like, they didn't like that. Oh, Elisa, so, de que empezó a hablar de... Yeah, yeah, so, like, I'm pretty sure that's why, like, all of this is, like, the way that it is. Where they're, like, even the wife is involved, you know? Because it's it's ruining her husband's reputation plus her reputation. So it's like, it, it makes Everyone sense why she's involved. It's just a lot of people. A lot. Um, Bruno, Bruno was arrested a month later after Elisa's disappearance. He continued to say that he was not guilty and that he did not plan and ordered Elisa to be murdered. En otros reportes se dice que Bruno confesó su rol en el asesinato de Lisa. En otros se dicen que a él le dijeron lo que había pasado, pero que se quedó callado y le echaba la culpa a, otro, a, otra, a otra persona. No yeah. recuerdo si le echaba la culpa a Luis Enrique o se le echaba la culpa a Marcos. Pero él dijo, yo no fui, I had nothing was, to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. So at this point, I'm like, What's true? What's not? Like you said, here's it. It's he, she said. It's just a lot of back and forth. Yeah, it's too many people in the pot, and none of it makes sense. Yeah. Marcos, the ex-cop, was given 22 years in prison. A Luis Enrique le dieron 15 años. Y al parecer a Fernanda, la amante que estaba cuidando al, al niño, a Bruno, yeah. uh, le dieron 5 años. Y a Bruno, al futbolista, al portero, le dieron 22 años. Oh, shit. Okay. Diana, la esposa, bueno, now ex esposa de Bruno, uh, no recibió una condena. What? Ya, yeah. ya que dijo que había sido forzada en mentir. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bruno was released six years later. In February 2017, oh my God. under a legal technicality. According 
to an article by Stephen Sheehan. His lawyers filed a petition of habeas corpus as it had taken years for the court to issue a ruling. According to an article in Daily Mail, his lawyers named Bruno, quote, should be allowed to pursue his appeal against his conviction outside of prison. What? Especially because there was nobody. Of course. See, that's what I'm telling you. Like, if nobody, if the, if it's unfair, I mean, it, it makes sense when, if they can't find a body, it, there can't be a prosecution. But the fact that they need to get a body in order to convict somebody that's clearly part of the murder and had to do with her murder and, and what happened to her and still not be able to find a body. It's like, okay, so what else do you need? And, and this is how, how cases fall through the cracks because they don't have a body to... Um, to pin against somebody in order for well, it's like your like your justice. case from last week, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, last week, yeah. When you were saying que también no encontraron al cuerpo. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, and especially um, this just brought up a lot of a lot of um, anger in the community and people saying, you know, oh, it's because he's a soccer player. That's why he's getting away with with murder basically with murder potentially right with like murder like even though according to like Sergio even though it wasn't Bruno who killed her yeah he was the one who planned it right so people were they were pissed immediately after his release el presidente del club Boa Esporte un equipo de la segunda división de Brasil le ofreció un contrato de dos años a Bruno. Holy shit. So they even, he still even has a job afterwards. Yeah, after that release. Mm-hmm. I would have assumed like his career would have been over, but no, he still has a job. Yeah. Wow. That's fucked up. To dogs. Just a Darlington is in Brazil with more on this grisly story. After just seven years in prison, the Brazilian goalkeeper accused of killing his girlfriend and feeding her to the dogs is back in the game. In 2010, Bruno Fernandes de Souza. El equipo Boa Esporte perdió sponsors because of their affiliation with Bruno. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, people don't want to be partnered with somebody that's like associated. Like, yeah, associated with a mm-hmm. murder case of a woman. That's, that body can't even be found yet. You know? Yeah. Él pudo jugar como cinco partidos antes de ser encarcelado otra vez as the petition was overturned and the juez said that there was enough evidence even without a body. Well, finally. En el 2019, he was released and put under a semi-open prison program. What? Have you heard about that? I mean, I think I have heard You could assume what it means. Wait, wait, wait. Didn't Bill Cosby get that? Where he got, like, he's, like, sentenced to jail, but it was, like, some sort of, like, oh, we can't keep you in jail because of age or whatever. He has, like, some, assume he has cancer, so he could just stay home. Oh, that's what it was? Okay, I, I yeah. when I was researching this, I was like, his name came out. 
Um, I yeah. didn't look into it because I was researching on this one, but his name did come out, so I'm assuming. Yeah. Something very simple. Same thing. That, yeah. yeah. So, esto significa que él puede pasar el día fuera de prisión. Puede trabajar y hacer las actividades que él quiera, pero en la noche tiene que regresar a la cárcel. Okay. That's interesting. Habían equipos que lo querían contratar después de todo esto, pero no funcionaban debido a las circunstancias en las que estaba Bruno de semi libertad. Y, y también because of the backlash that they got from the community. So it just wasn't because yeah, of though. like it wasn't just because of like the semi-libertad que tenía de que oh he can only stay out for a certain time and then he has to go back to prison it wasn't anything like it wasn't just that it was just like the backlash that you know that they got from from wanting to like porque lo querían tener en su equipo yeah and I'm also glad at the fact that the community really doesn't like uh, like let him get away with the fact that he's out of jail and can like go work with these soccer teams like I'm glad that there's out that uh, like outbursts of the community or else like if there wasn't any you know he would still be working and he would still be you know gaining money for and you know be living his life um without any consequences you know he would still be working getting money you know living this lavish life and and I'm glad that people are are, are out there and like voicing their opinions about how shitty these um these leagues are because they all they want is the high publicity and and a, a soccer player that that has that fame and that attraction well after you said all of that oh, crap. in mayo del 2021 this was last year se anunció que bruno había firmado con el, el atlético carioca and based on what I found, he is still on the team. Wow, that's fucked up. He got remarried, and he seems happy in his boat in his post with his family. Um, I looked into like the team, the team's page, and they have like post pictures of him. So he's still, he's in the team. Yeah, so he's an active member. Wow. Yeah, he's an active member. Yeah. Um. As for Elisa and Bruno's child, during the investigation, he was placed in the care of Elisa's father. Oh, no. But, there's a but, there's a good but here. Elisa's mother fought for custody, as she oh, did so not bad. want her grandchild to go through the same experience Elisa went through. I'm glad that yeah. at least the, the son is with a loving family that actually cares and wants to protect him. So that's amazing. Yeah, y el juez le dio la custodia de Brunino a su abuela, ya que el abuelo tenía un historial delincuente. No nada más por lo que le había hecho a Lisa, but apparently he had previous history of he had, like, abused another child. Oh, wow. So the juez was like, no, he's not going to stay with the, with the child. So they gave him to, they put him in the care of the grandmother. Well, I'm glad that Elise has a happy ending. Yeah, I, I can't imagine what this family is, is going through. Um, not being able to have the body of their daughter. You know, what What are they going to tell Brunino cuando crezca? Because 
you know, there's a high chance, very high chance that he's going to find out what happened. Social media, everything, like, his, there's, this is going to be in, in the internet for forever. He's going to come across this. And at that point, it's like, I'm assuming that's something the grandmother's worried about. And that's something that they're going to have to talk to him. You know, now he's, he's at this point, he's like 12 years old. And it's also like a very high prolific case, you know, it's been it in, the news in the yeah. media. And like yeah. his father is a soccer player and, and you know, it, know, I'm assuming wherever um, he goes, he's going to hear about the case. I mean, oh, yeah. it, 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 it's super well known about what happened to his mother. And like, even without the confusion, they know that she was murdered by mm-hmm. her, by technically his father. So it's like there has to like he's gonna grow up with this and it's gonna affect him very you know tragically it's gonna affect him uh a lot because he doesn't have a mother and he doesn't have a father that that you know that loves him and cares about him on the other chance he's trying to get rid of him so it's like this is gonna this is gonna hurt him in the long run but um uh, and, he, yeah. did, he did stay with his parents i mean uh, his grandparents with his grandpa- with grandma yeah and i couldn't find out on ¿Qué pensaban hacer con el niño cuando se lo quitaron a Elisa? And I haven't found out like if Bruno has had any contact or is trying to get any, I don't know, any interactions with with the little one. But um, yeah, he's he has his post. You know, he's continuing. You know, he has a family. Bruno has a family, and he seems he seems happy. Um, I saw like the post and people, I, I could see people like in the post going, I could see like those negative comments, like the comments, making comments about what he was allegedly, like the allegations that were said about him and about the case. People would make little comments here and there about it, and there are other comments who are more of like the positive side of it. Not technic, not talking about the case, but more of like, "Hey, we're here with you. Que Dios te bendiga. Um, you're like the okay. best soccer player. You're like you're great oh, at what wow. you do." So it wasn't about the case, but they were. You can see like the back and forth of people. So it's yeah. just, yeah, with all of this, it's so, there's so much going against Bruno, right? And there's like his own family report, like his cousin saying that, yes, he might have not killed her, but he was the one who ended and told us, you know, what to do. It's, this case is just, wow, I'm just... Yeah, it's trying to wrap my head around all of this. Yeah, it's overwhelming because like he's yeah. he he was he was accused by his own family that he did this murder, and he still like you know it, like there's so much there's so much back and forth because people are gonna yeah. be like, well, you know, he's he there's no body, he they can't you know charge him with anything. But then also it's like, well, then where is the body, and why isn't he confessing, and why is he why can't they find the body? Because none of the people that are core parts of the case can willingly find uh, 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 what is it, an end to where the body actually is. 
and then it, it's just uh, it's just chaos all around so no wonder this case is like so um it, it's so confusing at the same time and overwhelming yeah confusing yeah, yeah. Beca- oh yeah because it's 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 here he, he said she said they said and it's like you can't you can't get a clear timeline of, of what actually happened the only thing you know is that she was talking about him and saying he was a good father and he was gonna be in his life and then she goes missing so it's like that's the only concrete evidence you know and the returning of the kid and the uh, blood evidence in the car but that's it there's no there you don't know what's in between and like we were talking about like earlier right like before we started recording this reminds me of like the diego santoy case right mm-hmm. like the one that we did our first very first episode yeah. um it reminds me of it not it's not the same thing but the whole back and forth like boy he said this she said this and there's the evidence here there's the evidence that and it's it's just so confusing because in yeah. all of these cases, we always want to find that per- the person who committed the crime. Yeah. And when there's so much there, it's like with this case, there's like so much there, but at the same time, there isn't. There isn't, yeah. Yeah, so it's... It, it's I it's mean, overwhelming because you also is. get the you get that there's like all this evidence, those key points, but literally there's no solution there's no timeline there's no destination of where it's going it's just it just starts and never ends you know yeah and you know i'll continue you know the last thing like i said that i heard that i saw was that he is in this in the the soccer team if other information (laughs) continues to come out uh, the little baby's barking (laughs) <laughs> if there's more information that comes out, we'll make sure to, you know, to post it. And if you guys, any of you, find any information or hay algo que a lo mejor no cubrí, because, like, again, I said, there's, like, so much out there, please let us know. And yes, we'll continue to share that information. But este fue el caso de Elisa Silva Samudio. So that was this week's case. Um, definitely intense. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of unanswered questions. But hopefully, um, now that some years have passed, we get to you know see if anything changes or any uh, new information comes out regarding this case. Um, but yeah, we pass it on to you guys. If you have any comments or any questions or any um, thoughts on this case, please let us know on our social media. You can um, follow us at at you could follow us at at sdsm underscore podcast um, on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, or you could search for us on Facebook as Sovereignty Somacabra Podcast, um, and we will be posting details on uh, the case there. And uh, yeah, let us know if you have any questions on it. You can listen to the rest of our episodes on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and on Anchor FM. Um, So yeah, if you have any questions, we will be leaving a little question box there too. So you could, um, you know, say your thoughts on there and we will pin them on our Spotify post so everybody else can see them. And uh, yeah, um, let us know. We, We really love to hear about what you guys have to say and your comments on this case and uh yeah um we really appreciate you guys listening and uh yeah see you guys soon (laughs) talk to you guys next week um bye bye stay spooky